Hey, Barry. Hi, Michael. So uh, the purpose of this, our inaugural introductory episode, is to provide a little bit of inside baseball to listeners so that they can uh, get a handle on what we're doing and uh, why we're doing it. And so uh, this, is, this is the origin story, I suppose you would say. Uh, so as a little bit of background, uh, Barry and I have known each other for 25 years at this point, and uh, you know, we would talk from time to time about what it is that we're doing or uh, working on. And about a year and a half ago, we were talking about a book project that he was working on and uh, a, a project that I had just finished. And he invited me to join him in a, a reading group. Uh, and they were reading Bernard Stiegler's Automatic Society. And so we spent about, wow, a year. I think so. On, we started in January of 2021. So close to a year uh, at this point on that. <clears throat> and uh, it, it, the discussions got, got to the point where we're like, wow, you know, this would be something we should probably be, re- be recording. And so that was the, uh, that, that, that's how this started. And I should say that we, the meetings were not infrequent. The, I, I think we were pretty much on a weekly basis for most of that time. Is that right? They, I, in fact, I think there were uh, several weeks where we actually went uh, double duty. I think we double dipped from time to time. So yeah, they were, it was, it was, it was consistent and, um, we, we found that the conversations didn't really flag. I mean, there was, right. there was, there was a, a steady development and, 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 a, and a pretty healthy arc to what we were doing. So um, one of the things I think um, would probably be helpful is maybe for us to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what it is that we're looking at and what we're thinking about when we talk about critical media studies and, uh, you know, the, the particular lenses that we're looking through. So I'll, 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 I'll pass to you. If you like. Well, how about we go back and talk a little bit about why we both found Stiegler helpful for us at our particular, we're at different conjunctures, we're at different points uh, in, our, in our various projects, but we still found Stiegler to be uniquely speaking to us. So talk about the first part of the situation, because I think there was an evolution afterwards. So the first part of the situation is... Um, I had I first read Stiegler, The Automatic uh, Society, in another reading group. And I was in that reading group at the same time that I was teaching a class on music. and It, it was called Words on Music. Music on, oh, I don't remember now. Something like, it was something, writing on music, music on writing, music and writing, writing and music. Obviously, you could you tell I put a lot of, I put I, a it, lot of. It clearly left its mark on you. But, um. A lot of it was concerned with novels that thematize music or, uh, yeah, basically thematize music or thematize the experience of listening to music or thematize fandom, uh, music fandom. But what what I found out only at the end of the course is that students primarily related to music and reading. So there, a lot of these were novels about music. And there, we also read a fair amount of writing about music and sort of thought about the intersections of these things. But nonetheless, what I noticed is that um, my students didn't, and I'm just describing it, this wasn't anything at the time that alarmed me, and it doesn't alarm me now, but it was something that I wasn't aware of. I just wasn't aware that the frames in which students, the frames that students use to listen to music all the terms of consideration, a lot of it had to do with 
um, the platforms they use, their experience of listening to music, their interaction to music. Um, if you have, a, if you're of a certain age, you've gone through different experiences of interacting with different mediums and listening to music. The younger generation hasn't had that variety. You've you've dealt with music, say, in different formats. You've lived in a time when music, when popular music was seldom on television to a time where you can get any possible music video 24-7, not necessarily on a television, but on a tel- projected on a television screen. So um, I've anyone older, anyone over 30, has an experience of interacting with music um, without a screen. Without a screen. Yeah. And in different varieties of ways. That that wasn't true of my students. And in fact, the other thing, and I and I was in my, you know, if, if that sounds like the typical sort of old, old fart, you know, complain about student literacies, actually, the insight came with an appreciation of what students could do because what I realized they were super savvy about and that they understood much more than I did and I'm getting to Stiegler, what they understood much more than I did was how they how to interact with their particular medium, how to deal with music platforms, how to navigate music platforms, how to find things, how to focus on things. But the only, so, and they were able to do that with a skill and savvy I could only dream of. The downside from the older fart position was they tended to think that one way was the only way possible to Mm -hmm. interact with music. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was the situation that I was in. Then I read Stiegler, and Michael, I want to hear what you found in Stiegler, but what I found in Stiegler um, that spoke to me at that particular moment is Stiegler was talking about the many different apparatuses, the many different ways in which our everyday experience is being controlled by media platforms, the algorithm on a digital platform, the various ways in which digital culture is remaking our everyday life. And so I found a way of approaching it. And I think I want to say this, and then I want to go to you and tell you, and I want to ask you, you know, how you, and I think I have an idea of it, but I'd like to hear how you got into Stiegler. But so that's what made me interested in Stiegler. What I found in Stiegler was a way of thinking about media and its pervasiveness and i didn't don't think i had that before um okay i'll stop there i'll stop there yeah so my um it's fascinating because my connection to stiegler is so very different than yours i had uh written my dissertation on uh wearable technologies uh and was looking at the way that uh, endurance athletes engage with them in terms of their decision-making process. So, you know, I, I, I came out of that with, um, a, you know, a new materialistic lens and uh, was really focusing on networks. And one of the things that Stiegler uh, is, you know, one of his primary concerns really uh, in, in his work, and then also a lot of the, you know, the, the, the work that was tangentially related to that was the algorithm or is the algorithm. And uh, obviously, all of the technologies that I was studying uh, are algorithmically driven, and uh, the you know the notion of the network is 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 central to Stiegler's algorithm as well. And so, what really struck me was that uh, Stiegler's work seemed like a natural extension 
of what I was doing. You know, I, I felt like I was looking at, uh, you know, at, at a particular technology in a particular use scenario or use case. And this was, um, you know, an opportunity to talk about these same concepts, uh, on, you know, on a much, much, much larger scale, and also an opportunity to investigate the ways in which the different technologies uh, speak to each other. And so, um, you know, for, for better or for worse, and, and many headaches later, uh, you know, Martin Heidegger was a, a substantial portion of, of or at least, uh, you know, his, his work sort of underpinned a lot of my, my work. And um, when it became clear that we could use, um, you know, his work in terms of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the tendencies of technologies to, to frame people in certain ways, um, it, it just, it was, a, it was a very interesting, well, I, I guess let's say it, it just, it was a very interesting discussion to have. Uh, and then it's one that we've just sort of followed down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And... So that's, you know, that's, 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 I guess, the, the, the brief elevator pitch uh, explanation for, for how I came to this. And well, like, yeah. I, how about, so in conclusion, or to sum up, I think maybe something we haven't made as clear is Stiegler hit, hit, for different reasons, reading the Stiegler book sort of, you know, brought us together. Reading The Automatic Society by Bernard Stiegler brought us together. And then we kept it going. Because we also found in Stiegler, um, and we and I think the common the common thread, the thing that links our stories is we felt that we were behind the curve in understanding digital culture is the impact of digital culture is so pervasive. Mm-hmm. We felt we were behind the curve, and we suspect that uh, whatever our failings. Um, we're not alone in that, that we fact, we suspect that for most people, we rely on digital culture. Um, we use digital equipment to make culture, but we're not as conscious and reflective about the practices as we need to be and should be. So Stiegler was our way of sort of focusing things, but also it gave us a reading list because you mentioned Martin Heidegger. That's another thing I think we should tell everybody. So what we what we did after we read The Automatic Society what we did after reading the Automatic Society is um, where do we go? We went, figure out. Well, so we talked about we 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 read Crary, right? Uh, who was um, you know a, I think a part of that same art, argument, but um, the the discussions really shifted. I mean, we we jumped around a lot in in the first couple months. I mean, we we Stiegler was sort of the you know the north star for it, but there was a lot of you know, uh, sort of ancillary reading that looked at the, the the various ways that we engage with technology. We read Heidegger. Um, we read um, wow, um, B. What was uh, Bastani? Um, yeah. The, you know, there there were there were a number. Well, of he readings. suggested a reading list. Yeah. And, and so you know, so we followed the reading list, and and I think the the really the I guess the 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 back part of the story here is that. We, I, I came to realize that this is a discussion that, that that we don't really have boundaries for. This this goes and and permeates pretty much every aspect. And as you had said, I think that it's it's become a a very taken for granted aspect of the world we live in. And so one of the turn ons for me with this discussion is that it's 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 practical. You know, we're not. Uh, 
we're not we're not stuck on high theory. This the idea here is that the, we can actually look at praxis surrounding these ideas as opposed to just um, you know the ideas for ideas' sake. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So that's it, I guess. Uh, that's the introduction. Uh, this is the Critical Media Studies podcast. Uh, again, I'm Mike Rapici. I'm Barry Falk. And I uh, hope you enjoy what follows. Thanks a bunch.